show may contain naughty language and explicit content. You have been warned. Welcome to Facehammer, an Age of Sigmar podcast. Bringing you product reviews, news from the UK tournament scene, as well as some pro hobby tips. So stay tuned and get ready for some hammer to your face. Welcome to Face Hammer Broken Realms Episode 1. Um, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Marafi. <laughs> Spoiler, it's on the screen. Yeah. Um, so we, we, we're doing something we don't normally do. Um, and we're going to read the story. Yeah. <laughs> and wow. talk about it. Um, we figured that. Yeah, there's a whole part to the front of the book, right? Yeah. Was... Those, those Path to Glory pages are similar. No, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, we've been sent a copy early, which is yeah, very, very fortunate. So, yeah, um, this. Thank you very much, Games Workshop, for sending us uh, a copy early so that we could, you know, obviously produce this content, get it on release for everyone to get excited. Um, you know, I I was really looking forward to getting into the story and like as a jump on point for Broken Realms, um, due to the fact that like we, we've always been competitive gamers and like this seemed like a prime opportunity to get into the Age of Sigmar story. Um, and yeah, I was really excited about it. And, and actually, it was it really didn't let me down. It's like spoilers, yeah. <laughs> but it was cool. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think it's one of the things like, I don't really. Um, I had like touched on law before, uh, very the early days, and it wasn't that engaging because it was all so new, and there was a lot of repetition. Um, but what's quite good now, as I said to you, it's almost like all the factions and characters and settings being kind of described to what everything is, and now it's just those pieces moving around and doing stuff, which makes it infinitely more yeah. interesting. Um, and you know, so I've, we figured we'd start um, getting into the background, and actually, um, fortunately for us, there's quite an interesting um, bit in this book, which basically gives you the TLDR version of all the background so far, which we'll we'll touch on. But it's amazing; <laughs> it's really, really good. I think it's the perfect jump on point for people, like if they've not um, they've not read anything. Like for me, I, I've got a rough overview of the story just because I've like slowly started trying to read through. Like I've gone back as far as Soul Wars and uh, not Soul Wars, like Malpo. Yeah. Um, don't send me any Malpo dice. I hate them. Um, and it, it was nice to sort of like have this sort of like this specific thing that they've done at the start of the book, which we'll cover as we get into like the proper review, but it's just a way of saying, you know, just to get you on board. Um, obviously this is going to be a, a show with, heavy spoilers yeah massive spoilers so we're going to cover it um so if you want to listen to us talk about it and not read it yourself that's cool um but i'd recommend you go and actually pick up the book and read it properly because it's there's lots of little nuances that we're just going to probably gloss over because otherwise we'd be here for forever <laughs> reading through it all and we will touch on some of the little little hints and little gems oh, that yeah, you know, we, we picked up on for our personal bits uh, but i would say that so if you go off and read it come back and watch the show anyway and get our insights but if you if you kind of like your i mean i always found when i was working like full-time doing project management and stuff at a place where i couldn't have access to phones and things like that i, I literally was my time was precious so i didn't have the time to sit yeah. down and read the background uh now that i'm self-employed i kind of have a bit more time so it's uh yeah to be able to 
go through it all and stuff it's uh yeah but yeah it's good hopefully you'll either you'll either watch this on youtube and you've got like the images up on screen that we're going to show or like i believe you said you're going to put it out as a podcast for us as well so yeah can, like, i'm going to I'm gonna release it as an audio uh podcast so if you're listening to that then there might be some stuff we reference with pictures which you won't see um which yeah. obviously if you've got the book you can you could look along as, as we talk about it so um that that would be cool but i would say that it's well worth picking this up it's a beautiful book i love the the sort of the look of it with the kind of ancient sort of stained cover with the red the really nice yeah, crimson the red spine i'm the actually red binding. one really of the nice. things that's really weird and i know probably it's just a bit of a segue but i'm i'm really curious if they're going to change the color of the spine for each broken realms book or they're all going to be in that nice red because I suppose yeah. if this is red because it's Marathi, and then like whatever's coming next will have a different colour because with the end times they yeah. were very different colours. So like you had like the Nagash was very kind of like white and black green and then mm. you had like the cane was kind of orangey red and, and so they had very distinct looks to them. So I'd be interested to see yeah. what it looks like because I, I, got, I, got, like, I quite like them on the bookcase. Yeah, I've got all my uh, end time stuff. I booked uh, bust out at my parents. Um, it's been in storage, and I forgot how nice they were with their like that hard back cover that they all mm. slot in and stuff like that. Um, so like uh, at some point, I'm gonna you know get those guys and put them on the shelf so they've got like because to me they're just like a nice collection to have. Yeah, they're in my other bookcase. Um, I've got all the limited edition boxes with all the art. Of course, some you of the art. Of course, you yeah. have. Yeah, yeah. Me, uh, it was. Uh, it was a. Uh, it was I'll start this then you kind of when you started you kind of got to finish so um can you remember like mentally it was when those end times books come out and like it was literally like came that book yeah. just went didn't it like if you didn't get it as soon as it went out it was just gone you we couldn't were, get it until we, they, we printed and glory, it and we were there was people sat around pre-ordering it like in the venue yeah. trying to get a copy didn't you get my one I'm sure you got one for me because I wasn't about I, can't uh, remember. I, I think, think I was doing something with an ex-girlfriend I have done I I bought a I bought the limited edition one, so I I got hold of that. But it was the the non limited standard one. I yeah, that was done. just always going. But I think I know at one point. I know you. It might have been the Nurgle one. That I think because they sold purchased. more than they they expected, so there was a lot of eBay reselling. And then by the time Kane was coming, because I think it was the third one or fourth one. Um, the third one was Kane, wasn't it? I think, uh, well, I think it was Nagash Glockin, Fankwell, Kane. Archeon? I thought it was Kane Thankwell Archeon, but I Maybe. might be wrong. You might be right. You've got on the book next year, just have a look. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. it's, we're think... completely off tangent now. But... Yeah, Kane, Kane is free, I think. I think Thankwell's Yeah, I think free. I remember Kane being mental. Yeah. It was either Blood and Glory or Sheffield, one of them, come out and we were at Blood Sheffield. And and it was just like, yeah, definitely Blood and Glory. Because yeah. I played it at Sheffield, because so, I used Malekith. So it was Blood and Glory when it was yeah. released. And then I used it at the Masters and at... Um, back in 2015 uh, end of 2014 oh, 2015 so that's when you had Malachi yeah because at Sheffield me and you played on like table 6 didn't we and I had uh, Kairos and all of the Beast and Urgle, uh-huh. and you you battered me like, but it was um, bad most people yeah, that Malakif I never lost a game of it <laughs> the, only, the only, only reason I didn't win the Masters is because they put some sort of weird scoring cap in um, and oh, yeah. Aristo took that a building the, the with 100 L's in it yeah so but anyway yeah. we're very digressing all, all about the lore this one we'd like yeah, don't yeah, yeah. That Sorry, yeah. yeah, yeah. should well, call him Malarian now shouldn't I so uh, yeah. but um, yeah so we figured we'd go through so again as Les mentioned heavy spoilers so don't Massive complain spoilers. that we've spoiled it because we're telling you it's spoilers. So you know, yeah, it's, just, even the thumbnail just... <laughs> is going to have spoilers on it. So um, you know, yeah. So try and uh, but if you're watching this because you 
you've got time to read it or, or you, you know you, and you just want to know what's going on then this will be great and if you've read it and you want our insights then again this should be great so um let us know what you think as well so we'll get cracking then so um probably one of the most interesting sort of it starts off really and there's that really nice picture of Sinesh isn't there that's uh it is, yeah it is in Hulgish with all the chains and stuff yeah with the one that's broken yeah, and um, God damn it, Archeon. Yeah, I think what's quite funny is it talks about his like um, he conceals the fact the chain's broken with illusion. Yeah, so so it, they don't know that he's breaking three. Yeah, yeah, and so this is a prophecy of uh, patch patrician. So I guess that's something to do with fatherhood. Yeah, um, Yeah, yeah, uh, as uh, recounted by the Sinesh Herald Glavia Sinha, and she's one of the characters, uh, dramatis personnel from uh, this book. But essentially, it talks, and probably the the bit this this kind of the big um, hint in here, which is that it's basically saying that um, the prince of perfection, a progeny, shall be born. Uh, the screams. Yeah. Of shackled lightning shall herald its coming, um, and the oath of the page be its birth song. So, and basically, it talks about the serpent's head splits in two beneath the glare of a crimson moon. Then shall the newborn one come forth. So, obviously, that's talking about Marathi. Um, it's sort of uh, that's a bit of a hint, really. That was my guess when I read yeah. it because kind of knowing what was been put on the website about having the two models and yeah. that snakes, and you think of the snake in two, it's kind of like you know, it kind of kind of telegraphs that a little bit. But yeah, there's a little prophecy there, um, and it starts off, and this is this is the bit that we were talking about. Is this fractured empires page? Yeah. Which is, I think, the Fractured Empire page is uh, is brilliant, and uh, it's like one of the things that I've sort of like used to just like, when I spoke to Russ about it, it, it. To me, it feels very much like the the opening of Star Wars. It is in like it says, uh, well, I can't remember the, the it's like um, like chaos reigns across the mortal realms. You know, uh, was it the exact word? Disorder rules the mortal yeah, realms. The soul the, the soul rage wars on. rage yeah. on. Yeah, bursting forth from Sish like the arcane tidal wave, the necroquake has swept across reality, mm-hmm. sundering the laws of magic and giving rise to geist storms. And then it just goes through like the background of Sigmar from the the from this edition. So from the um so Soul Wars and talks through all of the stuff that's happened. And then it leads up to the sort of like touching on what this book is about with the bloody handed ones talking about the daughters of Cain. So like it, it feels you can almost hear like the the emperor's march as you read it because you can almost imagine sort of like it's scrolling at the screen. Um, well, I did anyway, but it was I just thought it was really really cool. It lets you lets people who've not really listened or or, or delved into the the backstory and the lore this time jump in because it sort of covers all of like the key points. It goes this is like a bullet point, bullet point, bullet point, and then fleshes out the story that you're going to then read. Yeah, and I think what's quite is really cool if you wanted to like deep dive into a paragraph, you could literally go and find the book, the resource. So if you want to know more about like the catacross and the the sort of the wrath of the ever chosen stuff, then obviously go read the wrath of the ever chosen background because that expands on that story arc. Um, but it's quite good because if you if, if if you get this and you haven't really touched on the law like like we were in the same position as us, those two pages I'll probably recommend reading those uh, regardless. Yeah. Like um This is brilliant. I just think it says like whoever came up with that idea was just like it's just an absolute sort of like great jumping on point for people because like you look at it and you just think there's been what we're nearly five years in. It's 
kind of you, you just get to that point where you're like there's quite a lot of background if you wanted to read every bit of background it would be quite an undertaking yeah um, so like to have that as a bullet i like where i said like use it and go right oh they touch on cats across here let's go read the obr back the, the obr book um i'm not sure about the the novels and stuff like that but i definitely think that the sort of like it points you at direction for the the army books which is something that's really cool yeah exactly and i read some of the novels in the early days i've just started picking up some of the the latest ones to, to listen to audio but while i paint but i haven't um yeah there's there's obviously like a lot of content out there face hammer is sponsored by element games so for great customer service all the latest Age of Sigmar releases at 20% off, and all your hobby needs, go to www.elementgames.co.uk. To support us directly, click through the banner on our website and let them know that you came from us. So Act 1 is the Blood of Cain, um, and this is essentially cool. sat in the Varen Spire, mostly. Yeah. Um, and it, there's a sort of this um Varen Fraxis Moor, which is the, the sort of the skeleton of of this uh this big beast from the Age of Myth that's basically got his uh that that basically what it talks about this resource called uh Varanite and the Varanite mines, which is obviously yeah. where Warcry is kind of set at the moment we think yeah yet i'm yet to open my box but <laughs> my war, yeah so like i think the 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 varanite is the uh they touch on it being a in each of the realms there is a a stone like a precious resource like for lumineff and hirsius aether quartz um and what they say is that even in the the sort of like the varan spire and eight the eight points is there they have a realm stone which is like their precious commodity mm-hmm. and they're saying that that is like varanite which is it's, it's material suffused with the energies of chaos that in its natural state resembles boiling gore. Um, so it's all yes. about the Varanite veins running in gushing channels beneath the crust of the eight points um, fed by um, the chaos energy that come from the portal to the realm of chaos above the Varan spire. And it basically talks, it's almost like warpstone on it's like like warpstone on uh, turned up to 11 like if you touch it like yeah it's like everything everything gets completely messed up um yes like they say they talk about it splashing up in the caves and it's sort of like as the 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 molten varanite hits like the stone like faces appear and scream and stuff along the edge of it which i thought was really evocative to think like like what that would be Quite, and it's like it's done as gore yeah. as well which is weird so it's like blood like splashing up and causing all of this weird stuff i i love the fact cool. they describe quite heavily like how it's mined um and the challenge because what yes. archon's basically doing is he wants to use um Varanite to where um sigmar's locked the gate and um Alarius yeah, the gate basically locked the gate of Gairan he's built like dread holes all the way around it to to, to protect against it but what he wants to yeah. do is break the protection on the gate of Azir and get into Azir now so he's using because that's the only place yeah. that they never touched that Chaos never invaded wasn't it like well, when yeah, they touch on that they say like, away like but, a little girl and went like no oh yeah here we go again he abandoned the gash he abandoned everyone man. He, he ran away <laughs> coward that's what it's about oh, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> and um I, I really like the fact it talks about these boar worms and where they yeah. basically put all this like um metal encasement on them to try and um 
uh, you know, control them and, and, and try and the only way they can get hold of this material because it's so difficult. And like you talked about, like the mouse, it talks about like entire work crews being like killed by the, the, the suddenly the wall is suddenly loads of mouths and they just get eaten and stuff like that. And it's, it's just really cool. Um, it's very dark like, i mean it's it's kind of like reading through it you know like i know how sort of like chaos can be a little mm. bit campy sometimes like there was a definitely like a very sinister like it, it felt like oh, i mean i don't i keep using like popular references like like but it felt very event horizony like with the way they were describing like you know that it just warps reality and i really liked like you said touching on the um the the, the worms how they were sort of like described as these giants or sort of like maggots that were that would like slurp up the the sort of like the liquid varanite and stuff which was like horrible but also awesome at the same time yeah and um this is this is quite interesting it's like there's obviously like a gordon sumner in charge of um doing the uh the, the mining uh which is quite interesting yeah. it's sort of like this sort of overseer um but what happens is basically Marafi sort of goes to Sigma and goes, hey, this thing's happening. You need to stop this. I've got a plan. And, like, they're sort of thinking, well, yes. to attack, like, the the Varen Spire, like, the, the, the actual, the eight points to go in to get this stuff is not going to be easy, but Marafi's basically... Yeah. Well, she's a snake, so, you know, she's treacherous. So Yeah, she's, like, totally <laughs> treacherous. Because, like, she basically decides, um, and I'm not, I'm not sure whether we've jumped ahead because I can't see what Russ has got on the screen, but she essentially decides that Varanite is the blood of Cain. And, like, and so she needs to have that because it's, you know, to her, it's the, like, how she can then, because she's always wanted to be a god, right? So, mm -hmm. like, she needs the blood of Cain to transcend, like, her just being a a normal person like she's she's not a god like malarian teclas Tyrion, sigmar nagash like alario she's just uh a, a fucked up snake lady yeah but yeah. i think what's quite funny is i i sort of um akined it to um the the sort of kingdom of heaven saladim sort of stuff where her followers they believe in Cain, and she uses that to control them essentially so like yeah. she knows Cain doesn't is is gone and so what she, she's doing is she's basically almost like using their faith against them to control them, which yeah. I quite liked because uh, there's a bit in Kingdom of Heaven where he talks about like, oh, we should go do this thing like because it makes tactical logical sense and so one of the generals is like what do you mean he goes oh i mean as god decided i should come and do this so it's like because i've it's sort of like you know playing on that religion aspect to control the fanatical which i quite liked um that kind of yeah thing. it's it's yeah i think it's really cool i think that she you know she is like that's a very interesting sort of like a point and they even cover off in like the Marafi section the story where they say because uh, there's like a separate two-page spread about Marafi and they talk about how if the daughters of Cain realized that they that she had sort of like duped them that they would like you know they they buy for her blood essentially because they've spent all of this time worshiping you know the the god of murder and, and he's dead the only remnant is alive in the heart of Cain or yeah. whatever it is that the the special item that Marafi holds um yes the iron which is really, really cool isn't it that she has yeah yeah it's really cool i quite like this page because there's a bit as well there's like a box out i haven't got a picture of it but it talks about um forest night scour and he's torturing yes. an idenf um 
sort of he's he's like in charge of like a fleet. He's like a black art corsair. So and he's yeah. teaching him. What, he's he's basically trying to find an artifact. Um, so which I think is I call it the Ocarina of Time. I know it's not that, but <laughs> I'm like devolving it. It's like the Oceana something uh, yeah it's like it? it's so, a, a hishian artifact that yeah. is like the ocarina of light or something along yeah. those lines so it's a lantern um, isn't it which they use yeah the ocarian they, they, lantern they, there you go yeah so um, not the ocarina of time no but i, I just no. in my head it was just i read yeah. it and just okay images of that um especially <laughs> my mind was that when i was reading this <laughs> but um yeah, yeah. yeah so basically um she sort of says right we're gonna go in there and what she's going to do is send a little, like, doing a, a sort of a fake attack through the portal of life. And then her and her, like, group of, like, infiltrators will come up from underneath. Um, and, and that was, a, a, they were really, like, they quite expanded on the fact that in the Varen Spire, that's kind of, like, tying into a war cry again. Like, we're a little bit all over the shop with the with the story. But, like, the, she sends in the Shadow Stalkers, which are part of that war cry box set that came out. And because they are... Yeah specific assassin and infiltrators and it's really cool to show that mm -hmm. you know like stigma and that can't send people in there like varangard stormcasts come back and they just like the attrition rate they talk about the attrition rate being like really really high and like these canine shadow stalkers play like a really crucial role sort of like getting into um varatex more which is where the mines are um to sort of like get everything ready for when they they sort of like advance when Rafi then goes, you know, like Russ said, goes to Sigma and like tries to like convince them that they're going to go and sort of go into this, uh, go into the eight points to get Kane's blood. Um, well, they steal know, her, and, they steal the lantern as well. So, like, yeah, they it says that they travel the umbral web, um, which yes. is like a shadow magic that connects all the realms. So it's like a separate, another way of traveling, um, which yes. can get past barriers and walls and stuff like that. But basically, it says that traveling these paths, they 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 actually kill themselves and they become more raft like with every journey. And it says, it says that Marafi basically promotes people that are getting too powerful <laughs> into this shadow stalker cult which is meant to be like a big honor so it's like really it's really good yeah. you're really good so i'm gonna give you this massive honor which will slowly kill you and get you out of my way because you're getting a bit too big for your boots but she doesn't tell them that yeah which i thought was quite it's, cool um it's really interesting like the whole sort of like the way that like they touch on like you said the fact that they all they're slowly dying as they use the the, the webs or the the umbral web which is like you know almost like a nod to the the Dark Aldar, Dark Aldari in, in 40k with the webway and stuff. I thought that was like pretty sick. Like, uh, maybe it's just a 40k fanboy in me, but it's, uh, like the, the comparison to it, I was like, oh, okay, like that sounds really cool. Um, yeah, and which is, it is, it is cool. And I, I think what's cool as well is like when she's talking about this plan to Sigma, she's like, what I'll do is I'll, I'll, I'll open a portal. Um, because everything is about portals, right? As, as Dan would, would say, yeah, 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 to the aphetic void, which is like this almost like purgatory, it's between the realm spheres, so it's like a dead space. Yeah. So it's almost like we'll drain it all away from the bellies of these beasts and it will go away and it will mean that Archon can never get enough to do what he wants to do. So, like yeah, because he's 
he's covering sort of like the entrance to the realm of uh Azir with mm-hmm. like the realm gate he's covering it with the varan varanite isn't he because yeah. it's warping and slowly breaking down so then it'll break the seals yeah. so then the chaos forces can then like you know march on like you know as it's almost like the corruption uh, from the varan varanite is slowly changing the the material that, that the has been created but it's so powerful that it's not it's taken so long they basically encased yeah. it in like these like vats which they're filling up with this stuff which is really hard to mine um and obviously like he's like well you know this is a bad thing and she's using yeah that. we need to she's using it to like dupe the barbarian For, god of yeah the world. i mean yeah. this is this whole thing is basically like an elaborate heist movie so in my head yes. i just kept thinking like you know marathi goes up to sigma and goes good he goes you son of a bitch! I'm in. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you could always so, do it as a high montage. Yeah, 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 yeah. So you could. Yeah. Uh, so it's like you know, they, you can only imagine like the montage of like nicking all the stuff and then the betrayal, obviously, because <laughs> she's a snake. So what do you expect? Um, she's a snake. Come on. Um, <laughs> no. Um, so yeah, so they they nick this this lantern from the depths and the the, the, the deep kind of hidden this thing. And this is the the artifact which drew the tech was made which drew out the is it this the safari um or sapphire yeah sci-fi how do you pronounce it but but yeah the first first elves souls from sunesh which became the deepkin um Um, which i think it's really it's really cool they touch on like that voltonius is the last surviving one as well Mm -hmm. um which is why he's the high king and stuff which is really really Again, like maybe they even told you this in the IDF Deepkin book, which we've not read, but it's it's really <laughs> nice that they sort of like cover off that, you know, as they go into it. And it's like the thing that I've found really cool was like obviously this high spit where they take the uh the lantern is that they touch on sort of like the black arcs and i remember the black arcs being like awesome back in um because I was obviously like a dark elf fanboy back in the day, dark elf and high elf. Um, what else didn't matter never mind them um, and the black arcs like the fact that they've made their way into um, into sort of like Sigmar and they still have like that that ominousness to them which is really cool you know so yeah, like, I really like the way they describe I've got a little little picture of it later on but they describe his yeah. his main um, his ship as being on the back of a massive like squid thing with a shell and it's all built onto the shell and i i quite like that and um mist heaven is a city that features in a bit which is quite an interesting concept which i'll, I'll talk it reminds me a little bit of something i read in um the stormlight archive book actually which i i'll talk to you yeah about. yeah <laughs> so um but yeah so it's the, like a load of fantasy tropes and stuff exactly um but like the you know the, the heist they nick the lantern all done they go in and they yes. basically convince Solariel to open up the gate, uh, the Genesis gate, and basically say, "Look, we're going to go in. We want to go in. We want to go into the Varan Spire. It'll be totally fine." She's like, "Yeah, you crazy?" Um, and Marathi sweet talks her. Um, she says, yeah. "I open the gate, but I'm not coming with you. She doesn't send any sort of an F for anyone to help because you know." Yeah, because she's, she's fighting off Nurgle still, isn't she? Like, yeah, she's still like, like she's got a, she's got a little realm. He's got a secure. She's happy now. She's going to retreat into her woods and be like, "Well, I've got my realm." Like I'm not interested in the rest of you. So, um, um, but yeah, I think it's really cool that they like you know Marathi goes in. They convince Alariel Lays opens the gate. She's convinced Sigmar that you know that we need to go in and stop this happening. Um, you know, we'll we'll come through. Like Alariel's opening the gate, we can go and like assault. 
get rid of all of this Varanite and then hope that will then stop, you know, um, that will stop Archeon being able to get into the gates of Azure um, because it's kind of, uh, you know, they, they just need to like keep everyone away because they're just never going to stop them, even with the storm host. And they, they talk about how they wouldn't be able to, um, even when they cover off like the bits with the, there's some really like nice subheadings, like the army of heavens, they talk about sort of like the, the, the storm hosts, which again, being a storm cast fanboy is really cool for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though they don't talk about the best ones. Turquoise boy's not in this book, sad. No, it's all about the anvils held and hammer in this one. But um, yeah, they I like quite like the way they they breached the gate where they basically sent a torrent of water, like a massive tsunami, through the gate just to like blow all the chaos guys out of the way. Um, yeah, and then obviously like it talks about um, Marathi specifically asked for the anvils of held and hammer because obviously they they defend anvil guard as well, and that mean they would be lightly defended there, which will come into play a bit later. So uh, um, yeah. And what I quite like as well, you've got this little box about uh, Glavia Sinha. Um, yeah. Where she's basically saying that, um, you know, a little bit in that she's kind of like interprets the dreams as prophecies and, um, you know, there's that she wants to make sure the prophecy is fulfilled. Um, so her actions are kind of make more sense when you, when yeah. you know that. Um, so obviously, like, she goes, there's a big main force going towards the forge where she gets involved to like delay that force because she obviously wants she wants Marafi to do what she's doing which is to nick the Varanite um, and there's a whole section about moving but one of the characters they touch on as part of the which is my favourite character in the book um, uh, from the Anvils is uh, Lord Veritant Kaiser Ven Brecht which Brecht's awesome he's, he's so cool isn't he um but he's basically like yeah. a inquisitor and he hunts demon worshippers and death cults and stuff that are inside the city of uh you know inside the cities and he's um it says that he's descended from a Adfassian bloodline which is then he discovered his descendants had fallen into the soul blight curse in order to survive the age of chaos um so um he's obviously like because most anvil guard are from shaish aren't they um yeah they're based in shaish or they're drawn from shaish i believe so i think yeah and which is where they've got all skulls and stuff on them yeah so he he he's basically sworn an oath to seek out and destroy the remnants of his dynasty so he he basically wants to destroy his ancestors because they're they've fallen from grace basically um, yeah so like they've all become vampires and he's a essentially now a stormcast who fights against all of that with the yeah um as, as a member of the Amalgar storm host i really i really like how like not evil like the the veritants are just in the lore and particularly in this book and in another book i've read that nick Horf wrote um it's uh, cities of secrets like the veritants are like so like imposing and scary like characters like because they are like essentially the stormcast inquisition and i just love how they are in the background it's just a shame we don't play that way on the table but you know it's just they are they are super cool well he's he's basically like it reminds me a little bit of like the witch the witch hunters like they're that kind of like they go out there and they they're massively practical but maybe a little bit immoral in what they're doing like the the, yeah. the, the greater good but they do evil to do the greater good yeah. which are quite, well, are quite it's like, like whatever trope whatever it takes to keep 
Stormcast, like, you know, is your safe, essentially, yeah, yeah. isn't it? It's like, so, I will do, like, you know, they, they, they have no, they have nothing that they will not do to make sure that that overarching goal is okay. Yeah. It's almost like Eisenhorn in the, in the 40k universe, isn't it? Yeah. Where, like, eventually he turns to, like, you know, being a, a heretic almost because he's taken, he's doing, he's like, oh, I'll use this demon to kill the, these demons so that I then ultimately save, you know, the, the Empire or the Imperium. Mm hmm. And that, that's cool that they are sort of like, almost like you said, they're very inquisitive. I can't say it, in inquisitorial. Yeah. It's, yeah, which was cool. So, um, essentially what, what happens um, is Marafi goes in um, underneath and um, the, the, the sort of the the Stormcast presence get um, frozen with toxins and from the Shadow Stalker, so they can't yeah. go back to tell what's people's going on. And she's got these three yes. cauldrons, and they split the beddies of these beasts, and all the blood, all yes. Baronite goes into the cauldron, and it goes into the mother cauldron back in um, uh, Hagnar. Hagnar. Um, so. Yeah. Um, so essentially, I, she's, she's stealing the Varanite rather than getting rid of it. Yeah, it's really it's a really cool sort of like section there as well where they talk about the Zane Tharkai, which are Marafi's chosen um, sort of the this this snake element yeah. of like, and they've got rules for them later on, and uh, they they sort of talk about them being sort of like her right hand bodyguard and they're fighting off stuff and and Russ said like she because she knows what the Stormcast do and how they behave in the world is that instead of killing them, they like Russ said they freeze them. So like, you know, they paralyze them so they can't fight because they don't want them to die because when they die, they then go back to Sigma and they can tell them. So like there's, it's very, it's very cool. And they, they play on that. Um, they play on it twice in the book on the, on the run up. There's a, a fort where they fight chaos, don't they? They fight the chaos warlord. Yeah. Um, and there's like a lot of elements with uh, war shrines and they're like, we can't like the, every, the war shrines are sucking the souls instead of them being teleported back to Sigma. They're being sort of like, conquered and, and taken away and like and it becomes a different thing for the stormcast then because they're like a, a death here is a true death so yeah. they, they don't get to get reborn so the war shrines they, they talk about this so basically the the main force which is led by um lord celestin nelia and um they there's basically there's an idolater lord uh rockar goresh which i haven't got a thing of but he's yeah. basically um he's gone to go and like i'm gonna go deal with these people you don't get to defend this forge and there's yes yeah. they're, they're really kind of like getting battered um and um you know at the end of the day they're like the, the, there's there's another bit where the there's a bit that splinters off which is the uh, yeah. von brex force which then come the vanguard which comes back to relieve the main body um but essentially they're like they say that the, the um, war shrines are like stopping them going back to Azir and being reforged, um, and um, what's really cool is that the the von Brack basically goes in and and they get he break the shrines and the, the souls uh, go back yeah. towards the the sort of the star bridges and 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 back to Azir, um, but he basically um, he basically. Um, he asks Niliat to kill him so he can yeah. go back to warn Sigma of what's going on. So he basically and once they destroy the war shrines, he's yeah. like, kill me. Yeah. Yeah. So like there's a there's a there's a story which you know there's a it's sort of on twenty eight, twenty nine 
which talks about this this bit and uh, he basically like goes right you know what to do sort me out um even though like it's very painful and there's obviously a flaw with the reforging that they're they're losing a little bit of their humanity each time he's sort of like well i need to do what is it it's like the immense pragmatism of him is is it's all about you know he's kind of like whatever the cost even personal he'll yeah. take it which is why i quite like him he's kind of like like yeah it's no it messing is. around it's like <laughs> it's amazing there's like a like a really nice section of it where it says like um where he's like neelix gray eyes bored into him understanding as we cannot know what will happen lord celestin instead he's like trust to the god king yeah. Vembrex, uh you know Vembrex said and strike true and then he's like stabs him through the heart it's just like oh so fucking cool <laughs> Oh, yeah. I love Stormcast. You like read this book and you're like, ah, oh, Stormcast are legit good. Yeah. And you like, you know, they're sort of, they're so cool. Yeah. And um, just going to be like gushing over how much we, we like. If you didn't know, me and Russ both really enjoyed reading the background of this book. Facehammer merchandise is available from elementgames.co.uk. Head over to the website and type Facehammer in the search bar to see the full range. From custom dice in a multitude of colours, paint racks to hold Vallejo Scale 75 Games Workshop and many more ranges of paints, and objective markers to make sure you never miss an objective again during match play, head over to elementgames.co.uk and search for Facehammer. So if you want to support the show, pick up some cool gamer swag from the Element Games web store and level up your hobby. I guess that kind of like brings it to the the second act then, doesn't it? Because they go yeah. through once Vembrecht gets teleported, gets killed, he um, teleports back and warns Sigmar of what Marathi is up to. Yeah, and I think snake. I think he he goes back to well, the, obviously got the ritual. So um, what's happening here is that um, Marathi is obviously like I need to like make sure this thing happens and she yeah. knows about a Sinesh force massing on the border and um, the Idenef are obviously like you know we, they have a council meeting basically because that's what they yeah. do um, <laughs> I really like the so, uh, I really like sort of like the dynamics of that meeting as well mm-hmm. like you know where they, they talk about how uh, Dom Hine and the Achillean Guard and stuff and they're all there and they're talking I mean admitted like that's sort of like if you're following through the book like you know that's after the, the big because they do like a big sp- two-page spread yeah. of the the Dominion of Shadrach where Hagnar is and I think that's really nice to I really like the maps in this book it really helps sort of like yeah so I've got I've got you, these pictures here because like the Misthaven is um, this is yeah. what I was talking about that city is basically lashed together yeah. of different big um, arcs and and actually there's a there's a bit where it talks there's a, I've got a box out later which talks in more detail but they can essentially disassemble it and sail it somewhere else and then reassemble the city so it's like yeah. a um it's like a, a moving city although they only do that if it's desperate but um I quite like the idea of all these like boats that are just lashed together to form like some sort of floating mega city um and that's obviously in but she basically goes right. I want so there's the witch wall, which is the undersea realm gate, um, which obviously, like you know, is the, the Idenef we use. But Hagnar, she's like, I need you to defend the water around Hagnar. So she employs, um, obviously, the, the matey boy, um, uh, Night Scour, to go yeah. in with his um, his arc, and um, you know, like 
protect the water because she knows that there's obviously some retribution coming and there's a big Sunesh force amassing um, and like touching on the, the the sort of the IDNF council meeting is quite is quite good because it's a little bit of um uh this this box out where he talks about um being the last sci-fi or sci-fi however you say it sci-fi <laughs> um and um yes. who were the the progenitors of the IDNF so he's the only one sort of left and he's kind of in charge but what I quite liked about this debate is that like the, the sort of King uh, Nemitar comes in and basically yeah. says that like I know what's happened this has been this is Marathi's work basically um, yeah because they know. show a uh, Daughters of Cain like weapon don't they they're yeah. like oh here's a here's a weapon one of the right. Shadow Stalker's daggers isn't it and says like this yeah. is one of the, the sort of things so um, they kind of go right we must go and, and mess them up and obviously like for Idenf it's quite a it's quite a big thing because they're not they don't come back very easily so they they kind of remind yeah. me a little bit like the elder like their life is precious kind of thing because there are yeah. like many of them and they've got that kind of like um they steal souls to keep themselves alive which yeah. is why the marty and stuff are, yeah but what i quite like this is that when they're talking about it like one of them is like you don't simply go into Hagnar. Like, it's not like, and it reminded me of like the Boromir meme. And it's like, yes. you know, like the Boromir. And you're like, stop ruining everything, Boromir, with your, with your, <laughs> like, um, yeah, it's like, Hagnar is no mere fortress. Yeah. You know? <laughs> One does simply walk into Hagnar. Um, so, um, and then obviously then there's a little bit more about uh, Mistaven and, and the, the city of scoundrels, which is, um, it's, it's sort of, it says it's landmass because it's a countless boats and great junker ships lashed together fought in artificial islands whose foundations descend below the surface of the ocean and it's semi-permanently moored on the shores of Cape Tenebrax. The city is not bound to a yeah. single location. It can be unmoored, slipping into the shadows of the Penembral Sea. In extremis, the boats that form the Great Sea can dispatch, detach and disperse much like a shoal of glimmerfish from the face of a a hungry alapex so it's a hive of criminality vice and deception it sounds like perfect place um <laughs> the artwork next to it i think the the artwork of the, like the seas and how dark it like it doesn't look i mean when you think that in gaming terms this is all order right yeah, yeah. and it's just you look at it and you're like wow it's pretty dark you know yeah. especially that some of the pictures and stuff um, I'll see if I can find a picture of the image I'm looking at and put it in the video here if you are watching the video but yeah. it's, um, it is very it, it really paints a picture that order isn't good no exactly. um, um, you know it's just not chaos I think and basically the the IDNF turn up and they're like we're gonna we're gonna get this back we're gonna stop this and um, they they attack um, and they go through like Hagenor Bay um, and you know they 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 get onto the shores and and, and they go in as, as this is happening. They obviously get the ritual ready. Um, yeah, it's kind of like a big battle, sort of like a couple of paragraphs of them yeah. explaining how the Idnef fight and how they're sort of like, you know, that they're using. I think there's a, a really cool bit where like there's a tidal wave and there's like eight Leviathans at the yeah. start of the tidal wave and they use it as like a battering ram to come yeah, in. And yeah. I was just like, that's pretty cool. Like you know, when you think about sort of like how they would use them, um, which is really interesting. Yeah, and uh, there's they talk about like um, Lord um, Gesferax, who's like the Lord of Pain, and and um, uh, the Glavia Sinhar. They they come down basically like this big Sinesh host, 
and um, the the Eidnephilite, we've got Sadesh at the back of us and Canines in the front yeah. of us and the 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 sort of the Black Ark um, guys that, that you know, from Night Scar and all these, these guys are like, oh my god, they're, all this Sinesh stuff's coming for us and they just basically go straight past them and straight to the Eidneph and they're like, yeah. oh, okay. So they kind of like, they then they just leave. They're like, well, we've done our job. We, def- yeah. we 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 delayed them, did what we could, and then he just they just bug out. They're just like, now nah, we're done with yeah. this. We're out of here. Yeah. It's, it's really cool because like yeah, I was wondering when the Slanesh element was going to sort of like show its head because they, you know, the there's a they touch on it the in the, the first act where um, the Slanesh Herald sort of like it goes to the Chaos Warlord and says that this is going on, um, and then it's like, when are you going to see like the Slanesh force sort of like really get? involved in the story because it's like they've been there you know you starts off with the the slanish prophecy and then you've got like the whole sort of like i'm going to go to the chaos lord and try and tell them to you know deal with the storm host and make it really difficult and the fact that they're now in the realm of shadow right attacking you know going straight past like the 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 sort of like the scourge pirateers and just sort of like attacking the idnef wherever that's because they want to let the you know they want the 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 ritual to happen, or whether they like they've got that they were part of like the I'd never like were part of Slanesh the first one. So there's like yeah. some of that underlying hatred, but you like think that they're they're almost involved in trying to fight so that they let like Marafi do her her sort of her business. Yeah, and speaking of her business, it, it brings us nicely on to the ritual. Um, and yeah, I think so. one one thing I should say is that if you read any page in this book 45 is probably the page you need to read Um, 45 yeah i mean and we're just previous this with like this is a really really like i think this is one of the coolest parts of the book and if you don't want to hear me and russ talk about it wax lyrical for a bit like now's the time to like bug out go and read it yourself and then come back and then hear us talk about it because it's yeah it's pretty cool page 45 i said to russ i was like page 45 yeah because you read it before me and you were just like yeah. you were t- talking cryptically about stuff going have you read that page yet and i was like no i had a chance and you're like let me know when you read the page it's a bit like that that moment in a book that we love there where you go have you read yeah. that bit yet have you read that bit yet <laughs> it's radiant yeah. you know you know and we yeah went, we went and so it, yeah. broken ram raf is page 45 if you know you know yeah. So, um, it's, um... so big spoiler coming. Da, da, da. So, <laughs> she essentially um, uses the lantern um, to basically pull out the soul matter from Sinesh because what she does is sorry, we're talking about this. They kill like followers of the chaos gods of um, like Zinch, Nurgle, and Corn, and feed yes. those into Sunesh to like weaken him because they're like followers of another uh, of the other Chaos powers. Yeah. So they're basically like going right. We're going to mess you up with these corrupted souls that belong to your rivals. Yeah, because he can't stop. He feasts, yeah. doesn't he? Like there's a whole bit where he's like he's like realizing at, like where Slash is like, oh look, I'm having all of these mm. souls, and then it's like, oh these souls are Chaos souls. They're not. Yeah. They're not the pure Alvin souls. They're not like order. Like you know, I'm basically eating rotten food, um, and it, it's like you can. He's like, but he can't stop himself because he's like the Lord of Excess. He's like, he just has to take, eat, like consume it all. Yeah. So that's like that was really, um, I thought, really cool when they were talking about sort of like making him feast on the souls of his brothers and stuff. I thought that was super cool. And then she uses like the she wants to absorb the souls of the ancient elven souls from the old world that, yes. was, that he's got 
And yeah, to transcend and become a god, doesn't she? So she's yeah. like using these alven souls that she's pulling to then mm. become a god. Like, because the whole book is her trying to be Cain, I think. But you know, because they, obviously Cain being dead. Yeah, and um, she she gets all these like um, souls, but one of them is like, nah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going quietly. Like the brightest yeah. one. And it's really it's really cool because as she talks about like the souls that she's pulling out she recognizes some of them from the mm-hmm. world that was and then then they t- touch on a soul that she pulls out and she recognizes the soul and it burns brightly and she realizes that in a past life she actually loved that person mm-hmm. it said she Which, hesitates doesn't she because the being she yeah. shared a closeness with that a cruel heart had never experienced before or since the moment of weakness which allows the king's soul it's called um filled with yeah. rage at the slaughter of its kin became a sword of fire and blood a blazing brand that hewed straight through marafi's soul sundering the core of her being it basically cleaves her in two um which is why she's into these two aspects although she absorbed <laughs> loads of power she it didn't quite go out to plan no, because of this, the king soul, yeah. and like when me and Russ were talking about this afterwards, now like if you don't know who the like much of the lore from the world that was like, we're just going to take a second to talk about this. Um, like to, to me and Russ, like we're both trying not to say the name of the person we think it is, almost, but it's. Um, we think it's an Aryan, it's, don't we? So we think it's yeah, we think it's an Aryan. Like we think like which if you've read the old world stuff, if you're like an old school Warhammer player, an Aryan was the guy that was the first Phoenix King. Mm. And was Marafi's husband before, and is the father of Malarian or Malakith in the old world. Yeah, and you know he died defending, uh, that while well, pushing back the first, um, the first Kels waste, didn't he? Like, yeah. you know, and that was uh, he fought like uh, there's like a really like one of these iconic pieces of artwork of him fighting sort of like four greater demons yeah. whilst whilst his dragon fought somebody else. He was like the first Phoenix King, and and the fact that you know that he was like you're not having this like you know he's so unhappy like you know he the fact that anarian we think severed her soul is amazing yeah but what's um quite interesting is obviously like going back to the prophecy then that, that's going to be a progeny of sunesh so yeah uh, so obviously like anarian's if it is an Aryan soul we've, we're speculating um obviously yeah. belongs to sunesh now yeah so, because like, he was consumed by Slanesh, so yeah. Anarian is. So this evil. this king soul is is like the progeny that was, well, we think it is the progeny that was in, that in the first, um, the first page where basically it talks about the, um, and sort of referenced it. But I'll go back in the book. Sorry if you can hear the pages. Um, yeah, you can hear the pages flipping. So, his, um, um, but basically, it says that. Um, when the serpent's head splits in two, beneath the glow of the crimson move, the, the shall the newborn one be born. Um, at the zenith of exaltation, it shall sliver from the belly of its father, and the realms will quiver in the witness its glittering magnificence. And it's that the, obviously the, they're talking about the birth of this this thing, which which sounds like it's this corrupt high king soul, which is. The Paturian, whatever it's called, I can't pronounce yeah. it. Patur- 
Hatcherishian or yeah, um, which just means like yeah. father, fathering, isn't it? It's like the yeah, that's why it's um, but it's quite interesting. Um, I think so. Uh, yeah, and obviously there's the artwork which was done in the preview where it shows Marathi stood in front of the cauldron with the Shadow Queen, which is because she's Marathi Kane and the Shadow Queen is the big snake, and they're like joined together, like they're linked, so one soul linked between two bodies. Um, and that's it's, but that artwork's amazing still, and like yeah. you know we're like I'm sure Russ has got it up on the screen there. You can see the both of them together fighting, sort of like you know we're all of her. Um, all of her snakes and stuff at the front. Yeah, because you know, they're basically it's... in on it, aren't they? They're, they know. Yeah. They're like the, the new, the new trusted, uh, whereas the, yeah. the, the canines, the more kind of traditional humanoid ones are the ones being... Yeah, because... They they touch on the the fact that all of the... Uh, I can't remember the, the proper term for them, the snake element of Marafis. Mm. Uh, um yeah like the the snake element of Maraf is um sort of army and they are her more like they're, they're sort of like the next level up so like your standard daughters of cain like priestess and stuff just not like they're they're not as like as close to Marafi. so like it almost makes you think that the hierarchy is like you know the Marafi, then the the kraith i can't think of the other the jane it says like jane's are almost like the snaky elements are the the, the elite then which is really cool that like you know they're her trusted advisors they're in on it whereas the other daughters are kind of like you know you're just fodder to go and fight it's um because they're like the more corrupt souls that she pulled right yeah and um obviously like the idenf are basically right at the old cauldron at this point and um yeah i think the mother cauldron gets destroyed by um volturnus um yes. and she basically says to him that um you know, yeah, I've done it. You've caught me, but you know, yeah. um, do you want your artifact back? It's a little bit broken. Um, yeah. you can <laughs> yeah, have your back, back, basically. And um, oh, by the way, I found all these souls of um, the sci fi, so yes. the Vikings kinmates. Um, and basically says you can have these as well, uh, but you know, leave it. So yeah. she gives him souls of the, the original Idenf, which are like that's super cool, mm. but. You know that she's the some of the original ones that were then like swallowed by Slanesh are back in the like in the hands of Voltonus. Um I think it's really interesting now as well, like you know, that Marathi is now referring to herself as Marathi Kane as opposed to the High Oracle of Kane. She's now like in that this is the bit where me and Russ were like discussing as well. It's like is she uh, like in my opinion, I think she's trying to become Kane or like not have because Kane's dead. She is now that she wants to be the goddess of murder then in the world of in the new age of Sigmar Ramscape. Um so then she can be so like then her followers worship her instead of worshipping Cain. Um which is why she's almost like turned herself and become that. Well she's I, trying to be a god, isn't she? I believe, you know? Yeah, I mean I believe that she she wants her followers to think she's Cain, but I think that obviously yeah. like, the soul she absorbed the old ancient elven souls so i don't think whether or not she's kane or not i don't think it really matters i think as long as her followers believe she's kane they'll just follow her blindly and she wants to rather than talk about like almost becoming the the embodiment of kane on like in the the mortal realms so because she knows kane's gone so she's like well i can become powerful god and then just call myself Cain and that'll mean that they'll be subserviently completely to me yeah um it's almost the same sort of thing isn't it it's like where i'm like uh, in my head i'm like mm -hmm. she wants to 
the new god of murder whereas it's as long as she's getting worshipped it doesn't matter yeah, yeah. which is just it's just an interesting concept i think it's really cool yeah and and i think that it's quite cool that volturnus is just like you know because the eidnef are just like very practical he's just like well yeah this it's a bit crap what you've done but i'm gonna take what you're offering me in and foxtrot oscar because uh yeah not, you know it's done in it it's kind of happened now i can't do much about it so i'm gonna do anything and yeah giving him the souls for the scythe eyes that's really cool so yeah. it's and that might yeah that just what that means for idnef later we don't know but you know perhaps yeah. there'll be some more characters coming later that'd be cool interesting um, really interesting Want more Facehammer content? Then head over to YouTube and check out Facehammer TV. We've got lots more videos on there and lots more Warhammer Age of Sigmar content. So if you want to see some of the painting that we've done, make sure you go over and check it out. If you want to be part of our wider community, then we've got a Discord server for like-minded people who love AOS. The link to our Discord is in our profile on Twitter. It's also on our website and on our YouTube page. So make sure you click there and join the community to get involved. Yeah, then we enter part three, I guess. Yeah, um, which is your favourite part of the book, wasn't it, that you said to uh, me? Yeah, I just found it. Like... I like this because it was, um, I mean, I liked all of it, but this, for me, like, I quite like the political intrigue um, yeah. of, of this bit. Because um, it talks about the city of scales. Um, oh, excuse the fact that this image is at the side, is at the, not yes. in the right orientation. Um, but effectively, an anvil guard... Um, it talks about like the Stormkeep where the anvils of Heldenhammer are, and it's about old yes. fire snout and the Black Nexus, and fire snout's like this like roaming fortress of that that's basically a defending watchtower that can move around. It's like a big. I, I imagined yeah. it as a big kind of like spider esque thing with lots kind of guns on it. Almost like uh, a more like steampunk version of Hell's Moving Castle. If anyone's seen like Studio Ghibli, that's kind of like how I appreciate it. It was like just a, you know, just like a moving fortress. I love the fact that like the Ambles of Haldenhammer Stormkeep is called the Black Nexus because you're yeah. like that could be an Agash thing, right? Yeah. If you were like, here's the, the here's like the Osiarch Bone Reaper's Black Nexus, you'd be like, okay, like you know. So mm -hmm. uh, the fact that they're very sort of like sort of like they're sort of like very dark themselves it's like yeah they uh slowly and surely like fell in love with the black uh with the animals during this book which is quite quite interesting you know not sure if i did storm cast army again whether it'd be the turquoise boys the rage guys or wherever i'd go down the route of the the death guys yeah and, and what's interesting is anvil guards actually in ashki um and it talks about like the um the actual like it's a frontier place and it's, it's like these all these like jungly type areas and they, they like pipe this mist this gas to kill all these plants to stop them like tearing the city down and there's like there's a little bit of imagery about the the agonizer which is the flagship of uh taras night scour um, yeah. and it's been sighted in the searing sea with some scourge vessels so it's like and it's got like a picture which is i think it's cool like the yeah the sort of the massive kind of kraken-esque beast with the, the black arc on top of it um and it talks about the black scale coil yeah and this is like the sovereign the, the cabal isn't it yeah, yeah. And stuff. The, the 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 evil sort of like piratical cabal in the background mm -hmm. that's going on um 
in that city, which is, uh, you know, which is really nice to like touch on that sort of stuff. But again, you think of like a free city of Sigmar to be quite, um, you know, quite a harmonious, like nice place, whereas they touch on it. So actually, even though Sigmar is a, as a, the, the rules and the background as a whole is quite hopeful, you realize it's actually still quite a dark an ominous place to to live you wouldn't want to live there would you yeah i I just like the way that they they talk about they're like this almost like trade federation of thieves and scoundrels that dominated anvil guard and and their criminal underclass and and basically they're they've got this circle of elven notables so corsairs sorceresses and cutthroats and they're all um they they sort of put the interests of elf kind um above other races but they're basically and it talks about the they still follow Sigma, but they, Sigma. they they pay homage to a mystery entity known as uh, Visharhain or the Sovereign. Yeah, um, it's, yeah. They talk about, don't they? That they they, they, they only show loyalty to Sigma because it's the surest way they can grow in power. Yeah, and, which is like, and yeah. which I think is really cool. And and like basically, there's a, the think about the the Darkwing Coven's mm-hmm. um, where the sorceresses basically enchant and manipulate people's minds and like mind wipe yeah. people and stuff and like it's all about using like black magic to influence and control um and then um basically um he was dispatched so Ven Brecht turns up and yeah. he was dispatched back to our boy Ven Brecht yeah man he's he's the badass yeah. so he goes back to the the uh the city and uh, Marafi rocks up and they get this council because he's he's basically been trying to undiscover this black scale coil and he's been trying to because loads of this disruption and murder and all this stuff going on he's trying to like get to the bottom of it so he gets distracted from that pulled into like the the realm of um you know the 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 Varan spire attack so he gets he, he can't focus on his work he gets put back there and says look sort it out will you he doesn't really know what yeah. marafi's done underneath so he can like tell sigma oh, marafi's been a bad 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 lady yeah because obviously he wasn't part of the group underneath so no, it was been, the hammers of sigma that got sort of like done over well, it was an anvil guard group but they they got frozen yeah. and they didn't get die so they never went back so they don't know yet yeah um, so he's gone to this, but he's got his suspicions. But he basically goes back, and they have this council, and she turns up, and she's she. He says that she walks in like a conqueror, and mm. she's like, and then she she basically goes in there, and she's just like, oh, um, I'll sort this out. You know, I can I can sort all these problems out, and um, all the other council members are like, oh, great, you're going to help us, and then Van Breck's like. He starts like questioning her. I love how he's like straight to the point. He's like, "So what happened under the eight points?" Like, yeah, yeah, like Like, straight to the um, point. Like, you know, yeah, exactly. Um, And he's just—it's really funny because like she basically has a little dig at him and talks about like, "Oh, I hope it wasn't too painful being remade." Um, And uh, he—he's—he sort of—he doesn't get riled by it though. He's like, um, he just kind of like doesn't let it bother him. So, no, he's, and, he's so like stoic that he's just like, yeah, and so to direct, it's just like these are like, you know, how did you escape? You know, uh, what happened under there? And sort of like, he's like almost interrogating her, like, because yeah. he's the Inquisition, isn't he? He's just like, well, why have you done this? And well, like, it's I, cool that she I just love, show anger. I know, but I love the bit that at the end, he just basically goes, just remember that like my mandate has no limits when it comes to addition and, her- and heresy. So he's like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, so you best watch yourself, you know? Yeah, it's just like, <laughs> um, Lord Veriton stood in front of Rappi going like, just remember. Yeah, so he, I can do whatever I, you know, he's got the God no Emperor. evidence basically, but obviously like, 
He's he, he's he knows. He knows. Yeah, she's a wrong one. He knows. He knows. Yeah, I mean, like because at this point, like obviously, because she is exactly she like Marathi Kane is now a snake and the the, the, the little yeah. lady like the snakes like obviously like doing their riding on the thermals about their on the uh, the land of Ashki, not there. So she's like a, he's addressing sort of like the priestess Marathi, not the actual. Yeah, not the shadow big queen. snake Marathi. Yeah, yeah that's the, kind of a not... giveaway, right? Like, yeah, yeah, just in case. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know, um, you know, she might be like, you might be like, oi. So then it talks about this like mist that comes in. Um, yeah, and I, I haven't got a picture of this. I should have, and I don't. Unfortunately, I missed this page. So, um, and basically, like, I the, can put this in. So, the, it's there's a little picture of uh, Drusa Crafe, the voice of the sovereign. So it turns out basically the sovereign is Marafi, obviously. If you didn't get yes. that. So obviously, like by her obviously. requesting the anvils, that slowed the investigation into the cult. Yeah, which allowed which her then, to then allowed her to obviously and she she so it's, it's very interwoven plot. She's really cool. Like one of the things that they like that I didn't perhaps realise um, before reading this book is quite how sort of devious and sort of like political manipulation like Marathi is in this. Like not only is she, you, you I don't know, like maybe my maybe I sort of like didn't get the IP right with how I thought of Marathi, but the fact that I was thought of her as just like this blood curdling monster that went and did all the stuff, but like all of the subtlety, like plans within plans or in plans to allow her to do what she does is really played on. It makes her seem like, like almost, I, I really liked her as a character anyway, but the fact that she's almost like Emperor Palpatine, like in this, yeah. like I use it Star Wars reference again, but like the fact that she's got like all of these little threads that she's pulling in the background whilst also being this massive combat monster that wants blood for the king. Like, you know, I think it's really cool. Yeah, and she um she obviously like back in the old world she was pretty uh pretty yeah. messed up manipulating her son and all the stuff that she used to get up to. So she's uh but yeah, I that's, that's that's a really interesting part where they talk about her and Malarian in in the early on in the book don't they i mean mm-hmm. not just because you obviously said about malekith and stuff it's like it's very interesting how she's like in even though she like malarian is the shadow god and she like her son is the, the god of shadow and he, he's like he shuns her almost it's quite um yeah, it's so very interesting like, they've got a very weird relationship in the old world i don't know how much of that yeah it, it, you know we've really not we've heard lots of stuff about malarian but not seen anything really direct no um so what what I think is cool is then it talks about the fight and they they this mist comes in that messes with people's brains and it blocks all light yeah. of sight and the dark covens are basically like mindless they've all been like been like mind scoured and they're like yeah. under the control of the sorceresses and they're they're basically like it's all the 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 dark elf from the old world so it's like the darkling covens and the order serpentis and, and the charybdis um, and, yeah and the um, hydras and stuff the blackheart corsairs from uh night scour his uh his, they yeah. turn up basically for the sea and um they sack the city essentially um and there's a load of stuff about like <clears throat> um you know like the defense with the anvils and they they hold up and they they do a last stand and um the, the that's quite, but what they Marafi instructs her followers to do is not to kill any of the Stormcast. So what they do is yes. they use like toxins and poisons and nets and paralyzing agents to basically paralyze them because if they die they go back to Sigma and go 
Marathi is basically sacking one of your cities and taking it over. So they keep them in this like this like state of of near death where they don't die, but they can't do anything to stop it. Which is it's really cool, right? Hey, look, she's just gone. I know we've said cool quite a lot in this, but the the fact that like they're using the the ability that the stormcasts are immortal against them by going right. We're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna die. We're not gonna kill you. We're just gonna keep you in a, a permanent state of paralysis so that you can't then warn Sigma of what I've been up to and what I'm doing. So no, it's um, I really. It's really, really cool. I, I really like the fact they shed some light on the dark and covens in this book as well, and put them in. They've they've shed them in. They're like, I quite like the light that they've shed, like they've shone on them. Yeah, they feel yeah. very, very dark and like manipulative. It's awesome. It's quite good as well. They touch on like the loyal Darkling stuff as well. So there is like still a contingent yeah. of defense city as well. So it's not all. They're not all under like Marathi's, um dominance yes way um all the black scale quill essentially and they talk about the anvil guard banners that have got an elven rune painted over the top of them so if you painted anvil guard stuff you probably have to repaint your models now sorry boys um sorry, but, <laughs> so but basically they she renames the city doesn't she so um she yeah it's that that was like a big shock for me i was just like i mean obviously like you know they'd give bits away and stuff but the fact that she calls it like is it har harkron isn't it uh, as a yeah i'm just double checking that because i i'm in my head i'm like i'm pretty sure uh, so i want to call it hagcuron but i don't think it's hag it's harcuron yeah so it's k-u-r-o-n yeah. which i think was an old character was curon blackhand or something like that it was an old character from the world that was the, but um so, but anyway like so she's they but she basically says that this is now her city um so obviously she's got aspirations to take some other um yeah. cities um, obviously, the the Anvil Guard are, have all been uh, has been basically changed to uh, Harkuron, so yeah, Anvil Guard anymore. Um, yeah, and they've all the what's my sort of probably my my favourite bit is there's a there's on page sixty eight sixty nine. Oh yeah, yeah. Bit. I was just about to say about like how the the Veritin gets shot with a poison like arrow, yeah. and then it passes out. And then it leads to like this really cool like story bit, which is the bit that Russ told me about, and we were like talking through it, and I was just like, "Yeah, this is actually really cool." So he's so basically cool. in um in the Black Ark, um, Night Scour's Black Ark, and he's held with um some sort of like sea creature, which which has like venom pumping through his veins, and if he struggles, it tightens yeah. and makes him, but it won't kill and him. He's that essentially was the like it's above him, and he's being like held by its tentacles, and yeah. um the the geezer like night scour comes in and gives him they have a bit of back and forth basically and he's like oh i'm surprised you're still awake you know there's enough stuff to knock out a rhinox and he's just like yeah i'm badass yeah. um but then something... yeah he goes i'll kill you at some point it's like it's yeah. a typical like bad it's like you can imagine like schwarzenegger or someone being like you know i'm gonna kill you first when i'm down yeah but, you know I remember when i told you <laughs> i lied no, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> no um but i think it was really cool it's a bit like the old um taken thing and it's like um i will find you i will kill you kind of thing you know like <laughs> it's like yeah. and the guys but um what's quite cool is that you you hear something in the background like and some screams and 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 like the guy's like what's going on so he goes out to have a look and then like he gets like 
basically yeah. messed up and um, gets obliterated the like the descriptions of like yeah. ceiling and like the guy that the well, the, 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 the alf guy's got like no jaw and yeah. stuff and he's just like a bloody mess on the floor it's but what's quite cool is this thing frees von brecht but doesn't hurt him and then yeah. Um, he goes out and the, the Night Scour is basically like missing his jaw, he's messed up, but he's still kind of alive. But he, um, Von Breck kills him because he said, well, I did make you a promise, basically. So, uh, uh, <laughs> there's, yeah, there's like this amazing like little sentence and stuff, isn't there? Like in there, which it goes like, he caught the impression of a pair of bat-like wings unfurling and there was a sudden rush in the air. In the instant, the thing was gone, leaving Von Breck alone on a dead ship. Yeah, and I, in my head, I was thinking like, because I, I read that and he sort of sees this creature and it's a winged thing and I was thinking maybe it's one of his ancestors from the Soul Blight curse because obviously it talks about his ancestors being succumbing to the Soul yeah. Blight curse and I'm thinking well, why would something that kind of monstrous not hurt him and free him and that's the only thing I can yes. think on it talks about crimson eyes I think which is one of the things yeah. that I saw and in my head I'm like that's kind of cool but obviously he's now free so he potentially could could go back to Azir and warn Sigmar of what's going on. Yeah, um, it says like you said, Crimson Eyes. It says he could see the creature's pinpricks of crimson light boring into him. Yeah, which is super cool. Um, so I think like obviously he's he's sort of established as quite a cool character. Um, I wonder if they'll do like a Black Library novel around him would be quite cool. Um, yeah, I love Van Brecht. So whoever did this book. Um, if you are watching or listening to this, please do uh, uh, like you know do more on Van Brecht. He's like yeah. a badass. He's awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then there's a double page spread. Next page, which is the end of the the law. Again, big spoiler on this one. It's already on the screen. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, so don't read it. Yeah, yeah we we've warned you. But um, so. It, it, there's two little like circles with some description and, and talks about the newborn um, sort of leaving a trail of brilliant iridescence and it's sort of amorphous protein thing that basically um, it, it, it's just something uh, it turns stone to flesh and lakes of honeyed saliva and all this kind of it's sort of like very sunesh isn't it and basically it finds a hollow, a cradle, something like um, a shadowed hollow to basically, um, you know, get a retreat into. And I guess this picture is this kind of amorphous progeny thing that you can see with yeah. all these like tongues and things and pretty disgusting. There's just some really cool sort of like descriptive bits where it's like as the skulls held in protest, a shape began to emerge within the embryonic glow, a winged form so beautiful and terrible to look upon that many present died there and then, lost to the throes of purest rapture. As the gathered faithful prostrated themselves, the newborn began to speak its first profane words and you're like, Yeah, so wow, something's been like, born from that king soul in Sanesh yes. all these head knights worshipped and did the birthing was so pleasurable or traumatic that they've all kind of like um Reed. gone into this kind of rapture and um it's the first words and then it's the rules so there are no and it's the rules. in this book so um what's it gonna say so yeah i mean um that was our first foray into like the broken realm bit and like just overall um I, I, I think they. I think GW. I mean, I know people are going to say that we're doing this because we're sort of very 
sympathetic to GW. Um, but I, um, <laughs> oh, simply is you know, yeah, good good stuff, right? And I think that um, I think I think you know the we should really is, joke about it. If we're like, not if we're not into this stuff, we wouldn't raise content on it. You know, um, yeah, obviously and, we're super fortunate that GW dig what we do and they sent us um, some product because they you know they they like our content so they've they, yeah and i mean like just moving on from the fact that people are going to say that we're just it's like an advert but for, for me i'd say that they have absolutely smashed it out of the park um with the background in this book um as somebody that reads quite a lot of high fantasy and quite a lot of stuff that isn't a like you know a gw publication um this feels like it feels like another level it feels like this could have been to me i mean it felt as good as some of those novels that i've read from like brandon sanderson and stuff like that just maybe it's because i'm super into the background of a sigma at the moment and that's sort of like tainting it a little bit but for me i i did thoroughly enjoy the the actual the story here um you know i sat down and read it all in you know a day um it's quite a long undertaking. It's quite a lot of background that, you know, it, it took me a good couple of hours to read through it, but it didn't feel like it was wasted. And it really, it really set the tone for sort of the, you know, this part of the story. It's, it's, I, I really enjoyed it. And I, I actually like cannot wait for the next one. Yeah. I, I think for me, I, I've read a lot. I've, I've struggled with some of the GW, like, law stuff in the past like some of the end times books were very long and there was a lot of and then yeah. and they went and this and that and this and although you get the kind of the bridge notes of what's happening there isn't overly massive descriptive battle sequences of describing every blow which becomes very tedious very quickly yeah uh, for me um and there isn't there's a nice balance between um exposition but also i what i like is the character development because a lot of times you, yeah you read some background and they talk about there's a character and they don't yeah. really explain much about them and they go this person and they did this and they did that and they did that but you don't care about them whereas no. like i actually cared about von brecht and i cared about and i i even liked um night scour and and yeah and where he was and and like Marathi, obviously the main uh, I don't know if you call her the probably the antagonist, protagonist, the protagonist. But you know, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's almost like the bad guy of the book, right? Um, but um, yeah, this. Um, you know, I agree. I think that there's some really cool characters that you you follow. I think for me, like Voltonus, really. I mean, I used to play with Voltonus in my Idenf army anyway, um, and it, like for me, that really shone a bit more of a light on that that guy. Uh, overall, I I really liked his character and how he developed. Um, the the Canine Shadowstalkers really stood out to me as a really interesting um, part of the novel, and like. Uh, you know it didn't feel obviously they're quite a new product it didn't feel like it was there because it was a new product it felt like they actually had like an integral part to the story and they were really interesting yeah and all of the like the uh, as somebody who's a bit like again i'm like unashamedly an alpha fanboy i've got techless behind me and in front of me you can't see i've got a malekith piece of artwork it's you know it for me like touching on the shadow realms and touching on that sort of that whole sort of like part of all of you that we've not seen before um was really interesting like you know the webway uh and how those canine shadow stalkers interacted with it it's made me really like i want to kind of bust open my warcry box and paint them now which is you know it, it it's really cool i want to read the warcry background to see how that whether that links in or hints towards some of the stuff that happens in broken realms Marathi. Yeah. um and yeah i think that some of the like you know van brecht's like you know he's amazing like just like you like you said like you really i found him a really interesting like 
character who I cared about. Like, you know, when he was, yeah. even though he was a bit sort of stoic and a bit sort of like, I don't know, very sort of like uncompromising, which I kind of like. Um, it made me like, I, I did like go right, well, sort of, like when he comes back and you're like, you know, he's strapped up at the end, you're like, like, oh God, like, you know, he's actually really cool. It's made like the Lord Veritant to me in there has made me like go this guy's like super cool i'd like to you know and there's there's a bit as well like when he talks about him interrogating to find out about the black scale coil where he's like he's literally like wiping people's minds like he's he's going so far they're basically becoming that he's basically killing them without killing them you know it's like he's yeah he's, he's almost doing what sigmar's doing to all his stormcast every time he brings them back you know he just erases their yeah. entire humanity um and what i really liked at the end is that he talks about the soul but i really like because obviously i like death so obviously there's a little bit of death yeah. here and i it talks about well, we didn't mention that catacross gets basically told murphy tells him to go and do some fighting and, and she gives him some bones from which I forgot to mention at the time, but basically, like that's he helps attack Archeon as well, so to, which yeah, allows to draw allows people away to get to the forge and and, and that attack to last, like, actually to give her the enough distraction, but not enough that they actually stop her, you know. So it's kind of interesting. But um, to go back to Von Brecht, so he talks about the Soulbite curse, and and he he wants to wipe out his his dynasty of of, of his bloodline because they they've succumbed, but then they've kind of freed him at the end, right? So there's going to be yeah. that moment where, and whether whether or not he ever gets picked up, I don't know, but there'll be that moment where he's going to be like, well, do I? Are, are, is there still something there that they obviously, like, saved yeah. me? So is there, if is it, it is if it is a soul like vampire? Is it like thing? his so is he going to be the faced with that? point break moment? Yeah, is he yeah, going to fire into yeah. the air rather than like you know? Uh, <laughs> so, Patrick Swayze uh, jumps over a yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, spoiler, no. Uh, if you, um, but I, I think let Dominic Toretto get away in his uh, charger at the end yeah. of uh, Fast and Furious. Oh, I don't um, but, get that reference. I, oh yeah, I mean there are many references of <laughs> Dances with Wolves, um, but it's um, yeah. it's, it's I do really like is. the fact that they touched on that was just a thread that like. It's very interesting. Me and you took different things away from the book. So, like the the Van Breck thread, I enjoyed, but I didn't really see the like. Um, I didn't get like the sort of like the the enjoyment out of that whole bit until me and you were talking about it afterwards, and you were yeah. like, "Oh, this is really cool. I like this. I like that." And I was like, w- "Because I'm not." focused on that death element like you know for me it was i was really into like the whole shadow bit and like the interplay with like malarian and not, not malarian's in it but like that show flashing out that world and and, and you were like oh like this bit's really cool with like van brecht and the 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 vampire part like the soul blight and it, it's very there's like a lot in the book for for everyone yeah um, and I, I like the idea of this like cult of that, that's been manipulated this almost like this organization you can imagine like some sort of tv program where there's all these like gangs and they're all you know and they're all working for the sovereign yeah. and some of them know know the, they, they they have contact with the sovereign it's like a faceless mover but shaker behind yeah. the scenes of the criminal underworld and they become more legitimate and take over these positions and you, you go over this long drawn out plan to slowly get into the workings of the city to have the yeah. power and the control for this moment and for me I like that kind of stuff when I watch films, movies, criminal yeah. stuff. If I'm watching like, it's like the Kaiser or something like that, yeah. you know, 
and it, yeah, it's like the yeah, and the, the I really liked the Darkling Coven and and stuff, and and I, I honestly one thing I couldn't care less about in in AOS has been Cities of Sigmar to a point, uh, but what what I really like about Anvil Guard is the one that I did like more than the others and i think now it's had more of a light shone on it and um i'm listening to um i think it's dark harvest and there's uh they talk about a lot about the gray water fastness so i think these cities and these civilizations in the mortal realms are interesting and i think at the start when there weren't any and it was just chaos everywhere it was kind of a little yeah. bit dull it was a bit like red versus blue whereas i kind of yeah. like the grayness of 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 like they're all order but they're all kind of working against each other and they're in fighting and there's this intrigue and there's this back and forth and you've got the everyone's got their own agenda and they, they, yeah. you know they're being manipulated and 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 there's a vie for power and they're kind of squabbling and at some point you probably imagine sigma's going to come out and go look you're all messing around i'm the god king sort it out i'm going to go mess you up so i imagine he's going to so, come in and like, slap his children around to go look yeah be like oi Archeon's doing the stuff and he's getting powerful again and you lot are all in fighting. Yes. It's exactly what they did and I came out and I came out and, and, and owned them and now That's you're all in fighting and he's going to come back and own us. So, you know, yeah. get, get your act together. So, um, so quickly before we wrap up then, I guess, is because um, we you could just whack lyrical about this for a long time. You know, it just end up being a three-hour show of us covering the same bits all over. <laughs> um, but, like, if you had to pick your favourite part of the book... Um, what would it be? It's, and then I'll do mine. Uh, for me, it's the um, the the thread. That the if if I can do that is the the night scour uh, arc and how it plays in each element. Where you've got the torture to find the the Idenef bit. Yeah, you've got the blockade to allow the ritual, and you've got the attack on Anvilgard and the the um, obviously like von, von Brecht obviously going through yeah. that thread as well and so that thread joining up at the end and then obviously like the 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 night scare and all his all his cronies getting murdered that for me is yeah. my favorite thread in that book which i know is a bit weird because it's almost a side plot no. but it's but yeah it's like the whole i get that because it's like it's but it makes that it, it adds that flavor to the, the overall arc of the story yeah I, I you know i totally get that um I think for me, uh, like the bit that I mean, if you if you don't go into the the standard, like is it maybe an Aryan? Is an Aryan fallen to Slanesh and a, a, the reborn progeny of like this Slanesh like thing in the story? I think for me it would be just sort of like the 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 sort of like you know the deviousness and wrathy. I, I like the plan. I think the the sort of like the reveals and the twistedness, the fact that she like that really uh hit a chord with me i thought that was really cool um you know the sort of like how she's interwoven every plan and then the you know you knew that you kind of knew that she was going to be the big bad behind the uh the coil at the end but mm. it was really nice to see that all of these things have been put in place i think for me that's probably my my favorite element if you take out the is it maybe an Aryan bit which you know we, we, maybe it is maybe it's not we might not know um, I think as well, like the the whole like Marathi plan is cool. It's it's where where's the end of the like where's the ultimate goal? Obviously, she's yeah. kind of got a godhood, and she is she now conquering cities. So what's she building yeah, an empire? So. Is that what? Where's that going to go? But one thing I would I did think was I think maybe it felt like everything went her way a little bit too much, and I think what 
in my head I would be a little bit disappointed if there wasn't a negative consequence um, and I thought the Sinesh angle was really good in the fact that the Sinesh obviously helped her get to where she yes. was because it birthed this progeny and the consequence of her getting what she wants is the progeny so yeah. she saw about escaping Sinesh and, and taking her power back has she actually taken the power back for Sinesh or has Sinesh tricked her and I kind of yeah, like, this... I kind of like the it's... feeling that, that she's been played yeah, by Slanesh, and, and it's yeah. And was his plan all think, along? Yeah, is was this like a plan that he set up that manipulated Marathi to allow this thing to be born, which will then you know speculation ultimately try and free him, which then means Slanesh is back in the mortal realms as opposed to being trapped in the realm between Hish and Olgu, you know, or Hish yeah. or whatever it's called. And what um, I quite like as well is that like obviously, Teclas, um, Tyrion, Marathi. Uh, they all got together to to basically trap yeah, Sinesh, and, uh, yes. and basically um, I don't care about the tree woman, it's fine. But basically, I think the what's happened is is that they're almost fracturing because they always yeah. had a fractious relationship anyway, and almost with Sinesh, the Sinesh problem dealt with. There's nothing to unite them, and I yeah. think Sinesh is playing on that to get free, and yeah. I think that. It, it, I like to think that she's been played by Sunesh. So that's I. I don't. I wouldn't like the fact that she's sort of this massively mastermind because I think any plan that hits the real world doesn't go as smoothly as hers did. And I think yeah. the only reason it went that smoothly is probably because there's other people who wanted it to work as well. Yeah. And to I, uh, to quote Mark Tyson, everyone's got a plan until they're punched in the face. Yeah, so, it's, so when yeah, Murphy gets punched think... in the face, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think, so... yeah you, I agree. I think that the, this went a little bit too much her way, but ultimately we'll find out if it did or not with what happens with yeah. like the what, what happens in the future. I guess so with the Sunash stuff. Let us know what you think. Um, you know, if you like this discussion, let us know. If you want more content, like this, let us know. Um, we'll wrap up here we are going to do another show about yes. the rules so don't worry people yes. who want to know what the best unit is and how to beat people we yeah. will be doing looking at you Joe Prasal stuff. I know you don't want to listen to this <laughs> yeah. um, um, but um, yeah thanks for watching uh, let us know what you think um, and yeah. um, we will be coming would you like us to do more of this you know would you like to do more of this like let us know if this is something that you want us to do more of um you know it'd be really good and as Russ said like we're just we'll wrap up there like you know get in the comments below and thank you for listening yeah cheers guys uh thanks and uh, we'll talk to you soon to make sure you don't miss out on any more hammer to your face subscribe to us on itunes add our rss feed to your reader and follow us on twitter at facehammer underscore we hope you enjoyed the show if you'd like to give us some feedback we'd love to hear from you thanks for listening